This is TV8 My Dinner, a podcast about entertainment issues brought to you by DarkCrazy.com. Next week, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Robin need to use their heads, along with their super skills, to combat the mind-controlling brain machine. Then Wonder Quins and Gleek use their XOR powers to save some teenagers from disaster in an airplane joyride. There's a rumbling deep underground that shakes up the surface world, and the super friends discover a civilization of rock people, the Earthors. Then, the dangers of the deep are encountered by Aquaman and Super Friend guest Black Falcon as they battle the elements to save a ship and its crew from being wrecked by a whirlpool. TV8 My Dinner. Preach it, Reverend Sean. Because you're like, if this guy's capable of fighting Palpatine, why is he making soup in a stump in a swamp? How reductive. (laughs) Would the different gravity make them like... Like suck in or explode or something. I want to see exploding boobies in outer space. <laughs> that would be something. This episode of TV Eight My Dinner is brought to you by Steven Seagal, Lightning Bolt. I'm the only one here who doesn't play with dolls. That's a sad commentary on you, man. Whatever, man. All right. You never want to take me someplace nice. You just want to stay at home and watch Star Trek. According to Wikipedia, the skunk gave is a time traveler. You're not sure if a rapist robot is good. Or not? I'm sure that a rapist robot is probably the worst thing you can have. <laughs> if I had a demon inside of me, I would go to Planned Parenthood. Are we traveling through time? What's my destiny? Something new with numbers? He fondled her, caressed her, held her breast savagely. I don't really care about you pleasures. playing Farmville. I want to know what's happening in your life. Begin program for Saucy Backtalk. The Spider-Man movie is just barely broken even, so it's not performing that well either. Yeah, it's too early for that. Too early for a re- reboot on that one. I thought so, too. Yeah, and and sadly, I, I think it got a little... It's gotten more negative press than it deserves. It's, it's a fine enough Spider-Man movie. It's just in light of there having already been those other movies, doing a reboot now seems pointless. Well, so I if, mean, if this had been the first Spider-Man movie they ever made, it would have been fine with it. There was sort of a perfect storm of, of just bad bad timing, bad bad timing. Because, okay, too soon for a reboot. you got the Avengers and and the Dark Knight you know, coming out, which are these 800-pound yeah. gorillas of superhero movies. And and Spider-Man is sort of a, something we've seen before, very recently. So I mean, if you're gonna if you're not gonna see one, that's the one you're not gonna see. Well, yeah, and here's the thing too, yeah. and that's absolutely true. And people, you there were so many people that I heard from that were like, I'll just wait till it comes out on DVD. I mean, I just saw Spider-Man. Yeah, like, one of them. Yeah, so yeah. that is not the reaction you want when you're coming up with a 250 million dollar movie. No, I mean for me, you got. You know, you're getting you're, you know, casting aside Tobey Maguire and and uh, oh Sam Raimi. You know, their their franchise was just out. Uh, the third one of that sucked. You know, quite frankly. And so you're just casting all that aside. You're redoing an origin with you know some new guy, and he's you know the now hip and cool Spider-Man because he you know, you know he uses iPods and crap like that. It's like you know what? To me, that's just it's just too much. It's too much of a change. It's too soon for that change. Well, that's the thing. They really should have come up with a fourth movie that didn't reboot, but still repositioned. That would have been perfectly fine. Exactly. That's what. That's exactly. the conundrum they have with Batman now. 
after the Dark Knight trilogy is over, like, we can't continue from there because, you know, Nolan took his vision to its conclusion. And plus, who wants to follow that act? No, they, they took it too far. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want them to reposition the next time they make a Batman movie. But at the same time, we obviously can't reboot because we don't want to refute the Nolan movies. We don't want to disrespect yeah. well, the see, Nolan they, movies. Well, see, they tried that with Superman, and it, and it flunked hard. So it. Yeah, but not, but because the movie wasn't good enough. The concept people were on board with. They, they didn't. My people liked the John Williams music. People liked the idea of that, of of that, of doing that. So I read a thing where Brian Singer was saying, you know, they were like, "What, what do you think went wrong with Superman?" He's like, "Oh, I was just trying to tell this sort of nostalgic, romantic story," and people weren't it's like, "No, no." You did not take away the proper lesson. The movie wasn't good enough. doesn't matter what your vision was. That's not what people rejected. The story had problems. That was what people rejected. Superman had nothing to do in the story. He flew around looking cool because there were new special effects to make him look cool with, and then there was no story. That was where the movie failed. We enjoyed seeing Brandon Routh. We enjoyed hearing that music. We loved the idea of Superman coming back and revisiting that idea. Yeah. Yeah, I was excited about it. The story didn't take it anywhere. The story failed. The director failed because the story failed. Superman did not fail. They essentially said the audience failed by saying that. It's like, you guys didn't get my vision. It's like, no, no, that's not true. (laughs) We got your vision. Your vision was just bad. Yeah, your vision was bad. And actually, that's not true. That part of your vision was fine. The story wasn't there. Like, that's almost always the answer. Like, when, like well, what do you think went wrong with the movie? It's like, well, this, this story failed. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? The movie's a story, and they didn't like the movie. So, what do you think? <laughs> it's not like they're saying, it's like, it was so awesome, except the, the special effects. Like, they didn't like it. Superman. They didn't like the Superman's story. a hard story subject to write about, anyway. And that's why I feel like well, no, it is. they're rebooting probably to the opposite extreme because Zack Snyder was just saying how they're not going to use you know the John Williams movie the music because of the tone of the movie they're trying to sell you know tell doesn't work with that that sort of sweeping anthem you know they're doing like a Batman Begins kind of thing where they're looking at Superman who well he's coming to grips with becoming Superman you know See, I don't in know, a man. realistic don't, sort of way you know Superman Superman is that that archetypal I don't think I'm using that word right but superhero I mean he is well, no. powerful he's not just archetypal he's prototypical prototypical I mean Thank he's you. the he's and, the original but he is an archetype and you know I, I do get worried I don't mind them taking him into the real world a little bit more because apparently we do need to sell the, the modern world on Superman a little bit better but this idea of they, they sort of have been quoted saying, you know, we don't want to do them as just a big, the big boy scout. It's like, well, hold on now. Now, mm-hmm. I understand that he can't be two-dimensional in that respect, but you, you got to get him there. Because the yeah. whole idea of Superman, and, and I think they might have that, because even these teaser commercials, they got two different teasers. It's all the same footage, but they have a voiceover with uh, 
Brando. Demetrius is different. They have a Jor El, yeah. and they have yeah, and they have uh, a Jonathan Kent. So they have Kevin Costner doing a voiceover, and they both sort of lead to the same things. Like you have to figure out how to become the right kind of man because you are going to influence people because of who you are. You got to become that hero. Right. So if it's that story. Russell, okay. Russell Crowe plays Jor-El. Russell Crowe is Jor-El and Kevin Costner is uh, Jonathan Kim. Yeah, yeah. Brando's not in the film. <laughs> nah. but, uh, Which I also thought was a fun touch in the Brian Singer movie yeah, trying I to mean, do that. None of that was wrong. The story failed. Well, see, I mean, I think I can go, gonna... you want me to do a postmortem on that movie? I can. I can tell you right there, but it's someone said, hey, what happened? What did you do wrong with Green Lantern? like, I just don't think the public's ready for Green Lantern. It's like, no. No, wrong again. Might <laughs> may, might be true. We don't know because you haven't given them a movie to let them make that decision. Because they came out of that movie not knowing who the hell Green Lantern was. They don't know what they just yeah. saw. Yeah. It's like we can post more them. Yeah, and I can attest before. to that because I had no idea. I, I knew nothing about Green Lantern before, um, and I really don't know much. Well, about that's, now. That, to me, I, I I personally think yeah that you know the world's just not ready for Green Lantern. He's too. Even though he's not a particularly oddball character, he he's got some little eccentricities that I think people who are not fans will, you know, will have a hard time warming up to. Well, but, that's where they failed because you know, with with Iron Man, they found a way to write the character and they found a person to play the character that made people really like the character and they didn't have to care about Iron Man. And they tried to do that with Green Lantern, but you know, that's just not the way they did it. It's not Ryan Reynolds' fault. No. No. But they were trying to make him an Iron Man like character, you know, it'd be sort of well he's gonna be kind of wise acres like well you can't just take what someone else did and apply that. Yeah. Like you have to find your own spin on how to make this character work. Well see that's what worries me about Superman is I'm afraid they're trying to Batman him up. And 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 make him a darker character. But that's not the way you should do it. You should make him like you said, the Boy Scout but put him in darker times where he's dealing yeah and I've said that more before and, I, and we've talked about that yeah. I agree with that yeah. and maybe that's what they're getting to I, I don't like him saying we don't want to represent him as a Boy Scout kind of character like, but I do appreciate that you know Zack Snyder's vision for Superman is to pit him against villains that are worthy of his powers because that yes, was that, the failure exactly of Superman Returns it's yeah. like but if he can be beaten by Lex Luthor, who really isn't doing very much useful. I mean, Lex Luthor thinks that he creates an island of razor-sharp rock, that that's a real estate opportunity in this housing market. <laughs> then that's not even a very smart human being. Well, I don't think the housing market was that bad when the movie came out. Yeah, not, <laughs> oh, yeah not it was 2006. Were you saying Luther, <laughs> Luther killed the housing market by creating <laughs> Little Krypton? <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, it made a little bit better economic sense at the time. Not that, you know, but, but not much. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, it came out in 2006. He, the, the movie was probably done in like 2005, mm. you know. It wasn't that bad back then. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know who he thought was going to buy that then. It's like, wow, a giant, jagged chunk of kryptonite. Luther, I don't want to criticize, but uh, yeah, it's not like there's the... only one person on the planet that would find that valuable, and <laughs> that's you. <laughs> so I don't know who you think you're going to sell kryptonite island to. You're the only person that wants to kill Superman. 
No, you do wish that Superman could just, you know, punch Lex's skull out of his head. Knock his head off with his pinky finger. It's like, you know what, Luther? Dink. (laughs) That's what you don't want to see in the Zack Snyder version. (laughs) But you want to see him fight Zod or somebody where he could punch him straight up and it'd be okay because it's Zod. Yeah. Yeah, but they can fist by each other, and, and you know it's going to be an epic battle. Yeah, I'm gonna—I like, have to throw them to the moon or something. I don't want to do it in front of people. <laughs> I mean, I think you want to have—you want to have that. You want to have the big battle of the wits. I mean, it's got to be a, a true battle of the wits or something like that with with Luther. And then you're, I think you're going to want a doomsday mm-hmm. sort of a thing. I mean, that's you know for your trilogy, I think that's sort of the route you have to go. I guess I, I almost think like just leave Luther out of it at this point. Luther's polluted the, the the franchise for a long time. I don't know. I'm sure they'll have Luther in it because you can't not have him. But I mean, Luther's got to be. You know, I mean, like like with you know with uh, Nolan's uh, Dark Knight. Yeah, with the Dark Knight, you know, you have the Joker. I mean, the, the, that was epic. You know, just that battle. You know how he was the polar opposite, and I, I think he. I, I think there's a story there somehow with Luther. It's just it's got. It can't be like you're saying. It yeah, can't be, I mean. It, I had a stupid real estate the, thing, yeah, or some, you know, wanna, the, yeah, the audience destroy, would like. I'm, I'm gonna the make, audience would like take, to see a yeah. worthy Luther. Yeah. Exactly, you have to have a, a worthy yeah. Luther. Yeah, somehow. because if your opponent isn't worthy, then you're not worthy. I mean, it's like, right. well, this guy exactly. beats Superman. Superman's not that tough because this guy's more. And, and with that, you know, I mean, really, you could say that Lex Luthor has never been, at least in the movies, has not been a worthy villain because even in the Christopher Reeve versions, he was sort of a slapsticky character. Yeah, yeah. and that was the idea. Yeah, back he was then. buying up all the real yeah. estate off of uh, off the uh, coastline of California, yeah. so because so he could knock California out in the ocean and have all that prime real yeah. estate. Yeah, also you know, a dumb idea. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. as soon as like, first of all, like, I don't know, you're using nuclear bombs or something. To, so the the beachfront that you're going to create is probably going to be useless. Yeah. <laughs> Being a radiated disaster. <laughs> and also, it's not hard to tell who bought up all this stuff. And plus, you just told Superman everything you were going to do. I mean, I guess you're planning to kill him, but... <laughs> You know, Lex Luthor's already sort of known as being a criminal mastermind because the cops were already trying to find him. Yeah. So when he... well, yeah, the other th- key thing there too is you don't tell your big plan to your uh, mm. to your henchman. And, oh yeah. And, oh, by the way, your mom's still there too. You know, sorry, and I know. God, keep your yap shut. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, one of the most fun things about you that. You could have gotten away with that, Luther, if you hadn't just told everybody what was going on. That's one of the most fun exactly. things about that. Pixar Incredibles movie they they yeah. they bring up the term monologuing yeah and uh, starts yeah. monologuing <laughs> for such a smart brilliant mind you're a dumbass it is true that is a crap plan Luther but that was made in you have to judge that movie in the time it was made and move and well now of course the, the, the that was a cheesier time that movie was very sophisticated compared to Superman comics of that time but yeah comics and movies have come a long way I don't mind an updated idea of Superman as long as the core of the character is respected and it sounds like that's where they're headed you know <clears throat> but they also understand that Superman has to deliver or the whole thing doesn't work like they've got yeah. people have got to cheer for Superman and they don't do that when he's do- being stupid yeah. They don't do that when they're like, well, why doesn't? How come he can't find Luther? He knows Luther's up to something. Luther's in Metropolis. Why can't he use his X-ray vision to look 
you know, and his super speed? Can't he search every place in Metropolis in like two seconds? And let like, Luther's not even hiding. He's out on a giant yacht. His Lois Lane is interviewing him. Yeah. <laughs> like she found him. What is Superman doing in all this? Yeah. He's like, well, I have a kid. It's like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ, Superman. <laughs> you get on board. There's a kryptonite island. Yeah, fly right at it. <laughs> See how that works out. Hey, Superman. Boy, that sometime I got a headache. I better go home and take some medicine for it. Oh? Sure, I've got a lot of stuff in the medicine cabinet. Taking pills is dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. Dangerous? The wrong pill or too many pills can make you sick. Remember, kids shouldn't take any medicine unless it's given to them by a doctor or their parents. I remember Superman. Yeah, I didn't go see Total Recall, so I couldn't break the story on the three-breasted hooker. There is so. a three-breasted hooker, I think. <laughs> uh, there is one, but... It, yeah. I'm very specific in what I need to see to call it a win. Yeah, really, yeah, I haven't actually seen it, but you know. yeah. So that'll, I guess, that'll just be a follow-up when when Netflix is out. Because I almost went this weekend. I'm like, well, it's just because like, well, because we're not exactly breaking the story at this point. That's a movie. <laughs> it's been out for four weeks. It's not going to make its money back. No one's going to see it. The only reason I could break the story is because no one's watching it. So I might as well wait till video, and I can still break yeah. the story. So yeah, we, we've we've got a little bit of a of a doldrum here, I guess, until until Christmas, and then uh, it happens. But the, when the holidays come up, you know, the Hobbit, the Hobbit yeah. But there'll be yeah, things. It's funny because you got you put out that show for the Hobbit. I didn't realize that uh, I was actually in it. I'm like, oh, this guy's talked about the Hobbit. <laughs> I started listening to it. I was like, hey, oh, this isn't the Hobbit. Me. This is just us talking about candy. <laughs> well, no, for like an that's hour. Me. I was in that. I was in this conversation. It sounds familiar. I've had that happen a few times. <laughs> like, oh, like, okay. You know, Sean will put out an episode. It's like, I don't remember talking about that. And that <laughs> it's like, how did he do that? He, did like, he reconstruct oh, me? Did he program bronze? That's the funny thing. <laughs> the people listening to the show are equally surprised. Like, they have a show about The Hobbit. We talk about it for like a minute. We talk about nothing <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> what are they talking about? Well, like, the, the, look, there's man. a few that. Like, what do they call different types of candy yeah. in different parts of the world? <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> and none of us know what any of us are talking about, so we really don't know. We never got yeah, the sad there. part of that is there was an editing dilemma because we segued from that conversation into something, and I couldn't make it work without. I was like, I'm, we're just talking about candy. I'm going to cut it. And I'm like, well, but if you cut that, then we, I got to go record a segue where I go, and what about this other thing? Which I sometimes have to do <laughs> because we don't make sense in the show. So sometimes I have to fabricate segues. And I'm like, well, that's not worth it because the other things, if I'm going to start cutting things, I wouldn't even make this whole episode. So this, let's consider this like an extra. I'm glad you do that, though, because it's fun to catch those little bits of you know, we, we, we a lot of times have good conversations about things that are not the topic at hand, and and sometimes that gets cut. And well, I try to preface them. If it's a show that's about almost nothing, I try to put it in the description. <laughs> we don't really get much done here, because yeah. sometimes I'm very proud of the topics. Like 
like you know we cover something and I think we covered it well but a lot of those episodes those those off episodes happen because those are the parts I cut out of the episode that sounds like we're on point right like, right how do you how do you think a Batman episode happens it happens because we have like like a Danny DeVito twin that is the <laughs> Hobbit episode where we're talking about candy <laughs> That's when I split those off. We end up with one, one that works. We end up with a DeVito episode. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, so you like you have a you have a a super episode, and then you have a little stunted episode. That's uh... yeah. You guys, so the, that Superman minisode right. is uh, we got that, so we could have an aliens retrospective that was really retrospecting on aliens. <laughs> Uh, well, I think we've kind of covered the aliens, that, you know, appropriately. I think we, that was a good episode. I'm so. glad that we we covered it. I know we've been wanting to. I'm dying to do a Friday the Thirteenth retrospective. I've got those sets. I've still got oh. watching those movies. So you're gonna lose. Oh, you know you got. Yeah, me on you're that gonna one. lose me on that one probably. But yeah, well, I'll need Gary for that then because. Yeah. Uh, I'm all about yeah. those movies. I've I watched them from way too damn young. To, oh, we, we like, should totally do it. I, mean, I, I, watch yeah. them I watched time. them when I was younger, and it's been a while for most of them, so it's been fun are they to out? just watch. Are they out in the box set now? Is oh, it? yeah. I got a, yeah, I don't know if there's uh, a box set box Blu-ray. Set. I bought a box set that was the first eight, and it had yeah. like part three and 3D and on the red-green 3D, and I was watching that. And Yeah, the first eight were by the one uh, company. I can't remember which, which company off the top of my head now, but then uh, nine and this one, New Line picked it made up. by a different company. New, New Line, Line picked yeah. it up and did nothing with the property. I can't remember. Well, they they shit all over it, really. It well, down. yeah, because they made I mean, Jason. Part ten is not up. too bad. Part ten is like Alien Four. Like when we've already yes, like yes. This, uh, we come back to the concept and we can do anything with it. This is what we do. Exactly. But yeah, but during the eighties. Every year, there was like a Friday the 13th movie. So you've got like, you know, the first eight we all made within a year of each other. Just bam, 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 bam. Yeah. And then, you know, after a couple of years, we came back and we did the uh, the Jason Goes to Hell, and that was crap. And then later on, they did uh, Freddy vs. Jason. And the Jason X was years and years later when they were just having fun with it. Uh, I, I, was, I thought Jason X was before... Uh... Hmm. Before uh, Friday versus I think it Jason. is. I mean, it's years and years after Jason goes to hell. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I don't think it's that much before Freddy versus Jason, but not too much. But, yeah. but I mean, it's still before I believe. But Jason has barely been gone that long, you know, when you think about it, because he's had way more movies than 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 pretty much all those guys. Well, yeah, he had a movie like, that's not a too long ago. franchise. Yeah. Yeah, and it was good too. Like the Nightmare remake oh, wasn't that fun, but but the Friday the Thirteenth yeah. remake was a lot of fun. Yeah, I I really, I really enjoyed that one. I mean, yeah, you know, a lot of people don't like the way that they took the character. You know, I mean, I, I you know the different horror podcasts you listen to, they they you know complain a lot about like oh, Jason doesn't take hostages and things like that. But it's well, like you know what you know. Here's one whatever. thing, and we can get into this in a retrospective. But here's one thing about pretty much. All of the Jason movies before the ninth one is really before the eighth one where he like goes to New York or something. But they're yeah. identical. He just mm-hmm. wanders around killing people randomly. I mean, there is no yeah. story. 
So it's like the fact yeah. that someone wrote a story and they're mad about it is like, oh, then forget it. It's like Jason does one thing that's totally against the character of Jason. It's like he's only ever done one thing. That's like that's the only thing he can ever do. And that's the funny thing about that whole franchise when you think about it. It's like, you know, they, they were making the movies that way. There is no story. There's really no script. I mean, you just get a couple young people, occasionally, you know, some pretty girls that are going to take their tops off. And that's your show, you know, and then some fake blood. Yeah, and it's, and, and you just that's keep doing it. that. It's like, why, why wouldn't you do that year after year? I mean, because they're, they're making money. They were making, you know, money hand over fist. Like, why would you not want to do that year after year? It's just write yourself a check every I'm time. I'm telling you this. This is the problem, and I've said this before, but horror movies is, you know, back in the 80s, they had it figured out because the budgets on these things were nothing. They were always cranking yeah. out Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th. They could always make these things for nothing. But they were in the mm-hmm. theater. They were theatrical-released movies. But yeah. uh, now a studio thinks to bother with a theatrical release, it needs to be like a $200 million movie. I was just reading this article about uh, all these big projects that studios have scrapped because they're too expensive. One of them is, I think we mentioned, where uh, Alex Proyas was wanting to do an adaptation of Paradise Lost, which I thought was a neat idea, but it got scrapped because they're like, no, no, it's too, uh, too expensive. It's like, well, you guys just aren't being imaginative enough if, like, yeah. you want to make a movie for, like, $250 million dollars. And you can go no lower. <laughs> like then the studios are making the correct decision because they are getting eaten alive by making these gigantic John Carters, and yeah. they turn into John Carters. Which is really st- well. You would think someone would be able to figure that out ahead of time, though. I mean, John Carter, you know, such it was. It was, it, it was such a, a bold mm, idea, no a bold attempt. In. You would think that. We'll there would see, have to be some sort of like they're taking a chance those. to like what if it's going to be Star Wars or what if it's going to be the Matrix you know well, yeah what if it's going to be John Carter from now time. on but but you know it, and it's okay to make those from time to time but I I really think they're they're messing themselves up it's really bad economics to be thinking like that it's like we're going to make the next Matrix you know they didn't know they didn't know they movie. were making the next Matrix when they were making the Matrix. I mean, it's probably they didn't make the Matrix for two hundred exactly. million dollars right. either, man. So it's like these. I mean, these no, super exactly. blockbuster movies don't more often than not just don't happen. I mean, just happen. They don't. It's not look, like you know you can. Do these guys not look at Box Office Mojo? I mean, I'm looking at Box Office yeah. Mojo, and it's it is like watching a reading a casualty list. Because you're yeah. like, there's two or three movies that are performing. Like, oh wow, the Avengers, they they, they really made uh-huh. it. Bad. Dark Knight Rises, no problem. Already a super blockbuster movie, you know. But then you see, like, oh wow, that Spider-Man movie is just broke even, and it's been out since July 4th. It's like that's horrible, because that means yeah. you guys are probably going to turn profit based on the DVD because most of people have already said, well, I'll watch it on DVD. So it's going to get money back on that, but you don't spend that kind of money to make a marginal profit. Spend that kind of money to make a big profit. Well, see, you know, they can't afford to not make another one because they're like, I'm trying to keep a franchise going. You know, Michael Eisner at, at Disney and before that at Paramount, he, he really had the magic formula. when it. I mean, he got kind of big on himself toward the end there, but... But, I mean, singles and doubles is what he used to talk about. It's like, you know, make a movie for $30, $40 million, you know, with a good story, and, you know, but make a bunch of them. Some of them will flop, but some of them will be mega hits. And you'll you'll have made a bunch of money with 
a relatively low amount of of startup cost. Uh, you know, and just and and there's so many ways to make money on a movie like that now. There's so much there's so much need for content everywhere. It just seems like it makes sense to me to 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 really start just cranking out you know, smaller stories with smaller budgets and and putting it everywhere. The problem is that now if they're if they're gonna make a movie for five million dollars or ten million dollars or something like that, then it's gonna go right, right to D V D. Like you're not gonna see a franchise like Friday the thirteenth. Probably the only thing following that model is stuff like Saw. And I don't like those movies, yeah, well, but yeah. I like to see them follow that model. It's like you could be making movies like that. They don't have to be that like that, but I mean, you could be using that model to make other horror movies. Saw doesn't have to be the only existing franchise. Right. No. Well, I mean, Paranormal Activity, I think, kind of went that route. You know, yeah. Not, and, and again, that's it, not itself, the one I want to see. Um, but that found footage. But yeah, you guys, yeah. you've you've made one of these things. They're ridiculously cheap. That's the idea. You know. You're really taking a risk to well, make think, a horror think movie they, for a hundred million dollars. I think what they missed the point with that was is they saw that that success and they said, "Well, look, these guys did a found footage movie for so cheap and it made so much money. So let's make all these found footage movies." I was like, "No, you guys, I think missing the point. Make low yeah, budget. Yeah, that's not movies. the only way to keep the budget, the budget down. Make a shit ton of low budget movies, and you know, sooner or later, one of those are going to hit." Yeah, you know, and one of them's going to be, and they're going to be. Yeah, huge. And then you'll have your honest, own franchise. Yeah, that's where you make your money. When you spend money on horror exactly. movies, it just pisses people off because you just mm-hmm. put stupid effects in them. Horror movies are more fun when they don't have because they're either cheesier, which is more fun, or they get more innovative, which makes them better. But when you throw exactly. money at a horror movie, you make the worst possible movie. Yeah, it's the biggest waste in a in a movie budget to to make a hundred million dollar, two hundred million dollar horror film. I was like every Man. you take every Jason movie ever made prior to the remake, and it probably they combined probably cost the same as whatever they put into that remake. And I bet, relatively speaking, they didn't put that much money in the Friday the Thirteenth remake. But yeah, the money is off the top of my head. I don't recall. But yeah, you're right. But that franchise always performs though, because that movie made money. Jason's oh, yeah. never yeah. lost yeah. money. Nah. Like that's even even, even Nightmare ones. on Elm Street, like the remake. You know, Nightmare on Elm Street was like the powerhouse, but that remake, not only did it not make money, it made so little money that they don't want to make another Jason movie. It's like guys, that doesn't make sense. That's like that Spider-Man movie didn't make very much money. Let's not make another Batman. Exactly, it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> like you guys, you guys, I don't know who's doing your marketing for you, but. Seriously, I mean, the word of mouth on Spider-Man was terrible from word one. So you had yeah. to know going in, it's like, oh my god, we booked that thing for July 4th. It's like, oh crap. I guess there is just a bubble that do? they live in, because, I mean, th- these are things that are like, I mean, this makes perfect sense to me. It's like, you know, here we are, three guys, you know, on a podcast, and 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 I feel like we have better instincts about movies than the people who make them. You know, at times, I think I, I agree. I think it's just it's just a matter of numbers, and there's so many factors involved that get in the way. It's sort of like politics, you know. It's it's if you start seeing the process by which these decisions are made, you start understanding why nothing good ever happens. It's like I can't see how they ever did anything good at all. Yeah. <laughs> like when you start seeing who's behind this stuff, because 
I'm not saying that they should listen to fans because fans want dumb things and they predict dumb things. They get mad about dumb things. So it's like, but I do think that when there's a general backlash that seems universal, that you should listen to that. You're like, wow, this we're, we're kind of out on a limb on the Spider-Man. A lot of people aren't liking the idea of a reboot because the, the word of mouth for Batman was not bad. The word of mouth for no. Batman was very good. They're like, we're going to make money. Like mm. They never once thought, well, they I heard money. that people don't think Bane is good. Oh, who cares? This movie, nobody, and yeah. even when people were saying, you know, that Bane sounds a little stupid, no one would come out. Even now, people have seen the movie, and they won't come out and go, guys, that wasn't good. No <laughs> one will do it. That's a, Batman's untouchable. That movie was a sure thing. But... There was in, there were indications going in because that's how good people felt about it. That you knew, like, well, we're going to be all right on Batman. We're propping everything else around it. The mistake they make is when they have a Batman, they don't use that to sort of tie people into another franchise like Marvel did with Iron Man. Like, they from day yeah. one, they were like, they didn't even know Iron Man was going to be anything big. When they first came up with Iron Man, they threw out the idea of an Avengers movie to help people like Iron Man. Yeah. And then Iron Man was a huge hit, and they're like, well, that's it. Every Iron Man movie is going to introduce some other superhero somehow, you know. But they won't touch Batman. Like, why not Batman? It's like, you leave Batman alone. That's the only thing we have going for us. It's like, sure, they could do the Iron Man. They didn't know Iron Man was going to be big. Batman's the only thing that's ever made money for Warner Brothers. Ever. Like, Really? The only superhero. We don't have we don't have that where we just keep throwing characters out and they make money and money and money. You know, they didn't spend that kind of money on Thor though. Like when you think about them spending two hundred and fifty million dollars on Green Lantern, they didn't spend that kind of money on Thor and Captain America. They knew they wouldn't perform as well. So they spent the kind of money that they could get back. And it worked. Now the yeah, I actually enjoyed that movie, they're, Thor. Yeah, I they're all I good. I was never a huge fan of Thor, but it's a good yeah. movie. Yeah, I always thought Thor was kind of an, is, is an interesting idea. I just never thought it would work as a uh, as a as a feature film. In all well, honesty, but it probably I, I, I mean, it works okay as kind of, kind of where it's positioned as a, as a B movie, super movie, a superhero movie. Yeah. Well, that's where yeah. they should have gone with Green Lantern. Yeah. Because Green Lantern yeah. came out right around the same time as Thor. It's like if everyone's excited to see Thor, there's no reason they can't be excited to see Green Lantern. They were equally credible yeah. characters. But I mean, I, I remember going into those. I because I, Green or uh, Captain America came out at the same time. I thought I was going to really dig Captain America, and that Thor was going to be, yeah, okay, you know, not too bad. Turns out, I, mean, I, I really enjoyed Thor and Captain America. I, I'm not as as big on. Yeah, you know, I, I, I still like to watch it, but it's not one that I like. It's like if something else is on, I'm going to turn it on. Thor. I, I can turn it on anytime in the movie and, and watch it, enjoy it. Oh, I'm the opposite on that. I, I liked Thor, but uh, I loved the Captain America movie. But they both follow the same yeah. model. It's like we're trying to get the properties out there. In order to get the properties out exactly. there, we have to keep chucking these characters out there. And we can't do that if we have these bloated budgets that make it too expensive to bring the character back. Why are we trying to yeah. invest in making Green Lantern Avatar? Why yeah. don't we make Thor? It's not a cheap movie, but it costs $100 million less than Green Lantern yeah. or more. They probably spent like $120 million on Thor. 
Man. Which unfortunately is not very much money compared to what they spend these days. Like I, that's I, a just, that's I, a moderate budget. That's crazy to think about because like I remember that's, like when Terminator Two came out, how they were just you know people were going nuts because they spent two hundred fifty million dollars on it. And, uh, people used to be agape at James Cameron because of the yeah. money he spent, but now so this is in a lot of ways his fault because he used to do this and always strike gold. Yeah, and he helped perpetuate this idea. That you have to have these giant budgets. Well, yeah, like Titanic was like I think five hundred million dollars to make, and and two studios went in half halvesies on it <laughs> to to make it to make it work. And that's and, where John Carter's come from. Yeah, because somebody had to think, how is this possibly going to make no, us? Nobody realizes that money. James Cameron is the luckiest son of a bitch on the planet. Because he is because <laughs> the movies are not that good. Yeah. It's not that they're not good. But they're no. not good. Titanic is not good enough not to be the best movie in the history of movies. I can not, it, has un, be, it has enough universal appeal to... Well, to, that's what it all came to. But that's yeah. not what I'm talking about. The movie is not good enough to have earned that level of success. No, not that by far now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I almost wondered if, if part of like the, the budget he makes these movies with is him like... Taking that money and then going and buying phantom tickets to it <laughs> because the dollar amounts that you well, are making are just see, I, so I talked talk that up that with Titanic. Well, now with Avatar, yeah, you might be right, but like with Titanic, I kind of chalked that one up to like saying that, Titan, that Titanic bro. is not Titanic just does not speak to me as an audience demographic. It, it it's now. Well, I've got a buddy yeah. of mine. Okay, he went and saw Titanic. I I mean I. I'm not exaggerating. He went and saw it probably 20 times. Oh, Lord. And By himself? I, I finally went with him one time and saw it. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. You saw this 20 goddamn times. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, why? Yeah. You, know? you have earned yourself an honorary vagina, my friend. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's really the secret, is that Titanic had special effects and stuff, so it could maintain mm. the interest of boyfriends who were taken there by girls who were big on the love story. Well, yeah. Well, like the first hour it's, and a half was love story, then the second hour and a half was action movie. And, and some, Somehow in all yeah. that, somebody convinced somebody that that made it a legitimate film and it won Oscars. Yeah. So, so I don't want to insult the movie too much, but I, I don't think it deserves that level of acclaim. I don't think it deserves the level of success it has in, in any category. But, but, they, but you know, they but that's just not, that's why I always say that, movie, that Jim Cameron's the luckiest son of a bitch on the, in the world because if that movie had failed, that would have been a career ender for him. No, nobody. Hey, no, nah, he'd still be making alien movies. That's it. Would have it would have killed the career he wanted to have, which was to become a big like sophisticated, legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he he could still go back to making. That's what kind of, that kind of irritates me about him is I f- get this feeling from him like like he resents where he comes from on that. Like like Titanic's my first film. Uh-huh. It's like. Like, no, I saw Piranha too, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> remember flying? Pretty piranhas? sure that was shot yeah, on film. <laughs> it, yeah, it didn't. I, I yeah, remember seeing your name. It didn't on look like yeah, Polaroids. Right I think that, that that went out on film. And of course, but, the line uh, with that now is like he made that to in order to get funding. Well, that's what he says. I made lots of movies. This is my first film. Yeah, it's like you know, uh, okay, you yeah, know, well, yeah. my favorite James Cameron movie. Besides probably the Terminator. I mean, I don't want to... 
discount the Terminator and Aliens, really. But uh, I'll leave out Aliens because that's him picking up someone else's idea, at least. It's a sequel. He made it. He wrote it. He directed it. But, I mean, he didn't invent it. But he authored the Terminator. But as, a, as an auteur, I think my favorite movie he made was The Abyss. I really like that movie. Yeah, I do like that. He yeah. made that before Titanic. For yeah, him to sit there I, go, I have to say that. It's like him saying, that that's because... not a real movie. Titanic's a real movie. It's like, man, you just don't know movies. How weird. Yeah. <laughs> See, my question is with the, with the Abyss is why the hell can't you get that in widescreen? Is that shot on 4x3? Can you still not? Even, there's like a special I've edition. Not, I've yet to find Was it. Was it shot really... natively in IMAX? No. No, I couldn't have been. No. No, surely that that there's like a special edition DVD. Surely that's got. I mean, I never even look anymore. That's frightening to me to think, but I always assume that it's available in widescreen. I, I, I hell, I may have that in coming in the mail. <laughs> we'll find out. That's uh, it was in my Amazon wish list. I th- I'll let you know because I think I already bought it. Okay. Because yeah, I've looked, I mean, I've, every time it comes on. On high def television, it's always in in the in the full screen version. Oh, and I don't recall seeing a, a, a wide screen. Maybe they just never. Maybe it may be out there somewhere. Just never distributed to the syndication outlets the the widescreen version. Or maybe it went out and was was uh, what do you call it? Hmm. Uh, they released it, but then it went out of uh, circulation. Yeah, well, like if if it's That's like a possibility, I guess. Like you know, I, when I worked at the TV station, we would uh, they would send. Um, Movies like that down on a satellite feed, and you would record them to tape for playback later. And um, and mm. so, since The Abyss technically was not that popular a movie, maybe they just never have gotten around to. I mean, they probably they still got licensed to run it cause, because the way it, the way the movies are, I mean, the way things like that are set up is like the the company, the the network or whatever, pays to run that movie a certain number of times and. Um, maybe on that deal, they they still had some times left, and they just never have bothered to 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 go get the high definition version because it's not really a money maker for them or something, you know. Man, yeah, I don't think there's gonna be a return right. on the profit. Or it might be something that's just sticking to the schedule, fill time, or something like that. You know? <laughs> it's like how the same edited for TV versions of movies are still floating around, even though you're allowed to say a lot of those things now. Yeah. That drives me nuts when they do that DVD on TV, and then it's like, Die Hard 2, and they're still playing like the old, weird, dubbed-over version where it's the guy that doesn't sound like him. <laughs> and he's like, cheese it, airhead. Like, what did he just say? <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay, jammas. <laughs> it's weird. Why don't they just bleep it? <laughs> why, why are they trying to fool Sometimes it would be better. The movie is dumb. <laughs> why, why not just bleep out something we're not supposed to hear instead of rewriting the movie for idiots? <laughs> Best one of those I've ever heard was in Police Academy, edited for TV for NBC. There was a scene where uh, the the Sarge, I forget what his name is. Um, uh, he goes, "Nobody f- with me," and. Uh, you know, Steve Gutenberg says, "Well, maybe you'll meet the right girl, and all that'll change." That's that's the joke, you know. But yeah, the the edited version was nobody plays with me, <laughs> and it was like this <laughs> thick New Jersey or New Yorker accent. You know, you can tell they probably just got like a like one of the production texts. Hey man, say plays right quick. Okay, okay sure, mm-hmm. plays. plays. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
you wouldn't. It's so weird that that was ever a convention that someone thought they actually had to overdub the dialogue to fool people by saying stupid things like, "Why wouldn't you just bleep out? Like, just blank. You don't need to bleep it. Just it's it's so much more accepted to just just blank the dialogue on a. I mean, the, especially now, like we can blank the dialogue track and leave the rest of the sound running. You almost don't even notice. <laughs> I think I think there was a time when they they just didn't even want you to know that there was a swear word there. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's the reason why they're trying to mask that's that. That's what makes it funny because you still read their lips. See, nowadays, bleep they they put in bleeps when there's not even a bad word. They just put in bleeps because they they think it's funny. Sometimes, <laughs> like like in like cops yeah. and stuff like that. You know, I'm, I'm sure like there's just throwing a couple of bleeps here to make it sound like somebody's <laughs> cussing up Jerry. a storm. Make it sound like he's just yeah. going crazy. <laughs> Jerry Springer said they used to do that when they thought it was getting boring. <laughs> make it look like what yeah. was going on. <laughs> like, geez. Hey, he probably wasn't kidding. Like, did she just call him an yeah. idiot? We can't say idiot on TV. That's just lame. Yeah. I just bleep it so out. people are like, what <laughs> the right. hell did they just say? I couldn't even, I can't oh my even God, tell by looking. Oh, my God, you hear that crazy person? What word that was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah well I'm glad that we were able to cover this topic we should just say that at the end of every episode like edit it let's yeah. do one outro I'm glad we were able to talk about this people well, you do a bad edit we... I'm glad we were able to talk about <laughs> aliens <laughs> yeah, that's <right>. exactly <laughs> yeah get Linda to say it or get or get Vron to do it yeah that's why I use Vron to do all the voiceover yeah. stuff <laughs> <laughs> she, she fixes the segue problems now but just pointing out how lame the show is that's funny we talk about Vron like she's an actual robot <laughs> just get Vron to do it and what am I really a toaster <laughs> <laughs> that is between you and Vron someday it will be <laughs> yeah wait wait there's somebody at my door <laughs> don't be silly you will not see me coming I don't even refute that she's an actual person. <laughs> I will refute your face. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, good. I- I'm glad we were able to cover these many interesting topics. <laughs> yes. yes. Lots of wide and varied topics that we've discussed. Like... Candy. And... Demi DeVito. And especially... Police Academy. <laughs> and... Three breasted prostitutes. Particularly glad we were able to cover... Probably some bullshit about <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, we definitely need to do an outro because it bugs me when you, you cut straight to an ending without an outro. Suck it, Greg. <laughs>